welcome along to Northumberland FA podcast from the sidelines. Um, pleased to welcome along today Mark McCutcheon, uh, who's currently senior lecturer in sport management at Northumbria University, as well as Newcastle United uh, Academy under 16's assistant coach. Um, today, Mark's going to discuss, or we're going to discuss leading and managing in a football environment. Uh, thanks for taking time out, Mark, for the podcast uh, today. Um, just wanted to share a little bit of uh, information around your background. Yeah, um, good to chat you, Gary. Uh, no worries. Um, yeah, so I work as a senior lecturer on the sport management degree at Northumbria University. Um, I also work on the, the, um, the master's degree in international sport management that we'll have there as well. Um, I teach on modules like... Um, Human Resource Management and Sport, uh, Understanding Sport Organisations and uh, Strategic Planning for Sport. Um, I'm also, as part of that, I'm also uh, finishing off my uh, PhD. Hopefully it'll be done in the summer, fingers crossed. Um, and that that's focused on uh, managers in football academies and what they do and the, the challenges they face and what work looks like for them on a daily basis. Um, as you've mentioned there, so I'm also a, a football coach. Um, I've coached football since uh, doing my FA Junior Team Managers Award um, back in 1999, I think, at the old time of college, um, delivered by Terry and, and Barney Jones. Um, so I've coached football ever since, really, as well. So it's about 21 years in it. Um, work for Newcastle Football Development Scheme. For Rob Atkin and Neil Winskill across a, a wide range of the, the football programmes that they have, um, you know, across Newcastle City. And uh, sort of during that time as well, I worked through my, my qualifications, took my time with it. Um, I've ended up getting my UEFA A licence. And um, yes, yeah, so I've worked across different teams and, and environments. So when I was working at Time at College, so had a range of football teams there, and um, I'd, I'd worked within. With, with some of the footballers there. Um, I've worked uh, in the Girls' Centre of Excellence in Newcastle when, when we had that, um, the Thumbland County Schools under 18s and Newcastle Benfield under 18s. Um, and I've worked at, at the academy, I think, for you know, around about eight years, I think. Um, came in as a part-time uh, assistant coach to Steve Bahoral with the under nines. And, um, in that time, I've I've worked with then worked with the under thirteens for a few years, and and working now with the under sixteens, where I, I'm assistant there to to Ian Bogie, who's the the head coach. Um, so yeah. So, in regards to the topic, Mark, um, do you just want to chat a little bit around that? Yeah, I think I think um, you know, with me being a part of a. Um, you know, coaching environment and coaching from quite an early age. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's part of my sort of my, my education. I did a degree in, in business and then I, later on I did a degree in, um, I think a master's degree in, in sport management. And I've always been quite fascinated about how, you know, these football environments um, are sort of led and managed. Um, not necessarily about always managing a team on the pitch, but, away from the pitch um some of the off the pitch stuff and um when i sort of went back into university a few years ago um 
to, to join the university as a lecturer. I got told, you know, you've got to do a PhD as part of it. So, um, you know, I was thinking about a topic I would investigate and that's led me to, you know, thinking about what managers do and, and working with managers of football academies and, and what work looks like for them. So it's just taking some of the, perhaps the, the bits from my own research, um, you know, some research and information that we, we work with as well with um, students on the sport management degree and um, as well as my own experiences, you know, working in different football environments in terms of some just some considerations and things to think about when people are managing and leading across different football environments. Yeah, Mark, and that that word um, environment, creating that positive learning environment for the, the, the players, the learners in, in, in football uh, is, is really sort of in at the minute, a big bit buzzword. Um, what would be the first things that um, we might consider? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we, you, so you mentioned the players there straight away and, that, and that's who it's about. Um, but I think the I'm, I'm looking back and I'm looking at, at who kind of oversees and who coordinates and who manages and who leads the other people and, and who deals with the coaches. So I think, you know, if, if coaches play a big part in the players' experience of football, then who's helping, supporting, managing, leading the coaches? Because ultimately that's going to have a an impact on player experience. So I think one of the key things there for you know people across environments, maybe committees, um, managers, directors, um, you know people in, who have a, a real overview of these environments. I guess it's reflecting on a sense of purpose. So. Who is the club? Like, who are we, and, and and what's our reason for being here, and what do we stand for? And thinking about, you know, what what we are as a football environment. Are we a grassroots club, community club, professional academy, semi-professional? You know, is, is it school, college, a university environment? Is it non-league? You know, semi-professional. So, it, it's thinking about within what we are. What do we stand for, and what's our purpose? And is it you know, given a young young people opportunities to play football, keeping people out of trouble, for some children giving them a, you know, a, a refuge, a refuge from, you know, of, of safety and, and is it helping players develop away from the pitch as well as on the pitch? You know, is it stretching and challenging better players, the environment? Is it all about what players who are deemed talented and giving them an opportunity to, to see how far their talent might go? Um, is it part of an education programme? So I think, Reflecting on why the environment, why the environment's there, and, and who we are, is always healthy. And I mean, it can change over time. I mean, you know, if, if I think about our own university in Northumbria, for for a large part of of university um, over a few years, it was heavily focused on performance sport. It was heavily focused on high performing athletes. Heavily focused on um, you know climbing the books table and getting points against other universities. The last few years has been more of a reorientation of that um, in terms of how it offers sports activity and physical health to the wider student population and a more participation capacity. So I think one of the first things would be for people in, I guess, leadership and management positions or coordinating positions just to reflect on why we're here and, and what's our purpose. 
So what would you say is specifically important? Um, I think, well, you know, who do we engage with? Who's our audience? Um, you know, who, who do we appeal to? Who do we work with? And I think within that, you, you perhaps get to a, a stage where you're talking about um, perhaps values and behaviours and um, who do we want to engage and appeal to and ultimately being centred on you know, if it's the, the child, the young person, that the athlete, it, that's that's very important. And think about how we can help them on and off the pitch in terms of their overall football experience. I think with, within that as well, it's what do we celebrate as a club and where do we focus our attention? So is it about success and winning games? Is it, um, is it celebrating when a, a young player joins a, an academy or signs a pro deal somewhere and we'll, we'll promote that? Um, but then, you know, what about the young people who play at the cl club who who maybe have, have been at the club for a few years and they, they end up volunteering and coaching younger players themselves and and they've been through the club throughout their youth. And I think that's, you know, that's a great success story in itself. And just speaking from a university perspective, you know, many of the, the university applications that I've seen from a, a lot of young people applying to do sport courses, I think they're very proud of the community clubs that they've, they've, they've played for in whatever sport it is. And they've been proud of the environments that they've grown up in, some of the sport environments, and that they've been a big part of. Um, and they've developed a lot of skills and confidence from that. So I think it's just it, it's just that, that appreciation of that. And it's reflecting on that actually as, as clubs and football environments, we, we offer a, a lot to a, a lot of young people. And I guess it's, it's helping celebrate that. You know, I think... Fair enough, you know, a young player might have played for a club when I don't know he was seven or eight, and then all of a sudden a professional club snaps him up, and he he might make a, a a success in terms of the professional game somehow. But then ultimately looking at the the other success stories of players who've been with the same club for years and contribute to that club somehow by volunteering or or helping out, that's that's what a great success story that is. So it's it's just it it's hopefully helping people again who manage and lead appreciate and think about the wide range of, of success that they can um, promote and that they can uh, enjoy as, a, as an environment. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. Totally agree. So what does that uh, mean for the coaches and the people volunteering or working in the football environment? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if, certainly I think if I, if I think firstly from the, the point of view of the the people managing these places or leading these places or coordinating, coordinating these places, um, you know, it, it can be challenging. And certainly more so if a lot, you know, a lot of these roles obviously perhaps voluntarily, you know, and people doing them on a, a volunteer basis alongside full-time jobs and family commitments and things. So there's obviously different scenarios for, for people who are managing and leading um, and coordinating in these environments. But ultimately, um, I guess that you know they're trying to get a wide range of people to to work to one you know an overarching club plan uh, or vision a strategy you know however you want to term it. it it can be really challenging you know especially when you you're trying to engage such a, a wide range of ideas and viewpoints and I think you know if we think about coaching qualifications you know whether it's you know level one to level, UEFA eight through to perhaps the pro license and quite often there's a lot of discussions for the individual coach about, you know, what does football mean to you? What's your, what's your football, you know, coaching philosophy? What's your view on football? 
Um, and, you know, you get, and that's great because people get a chance to reflect on that and you, know, you get people with a lot of firm views on how they think football should be delivered and how they think football should be you know, taught and coached and such like. But then I guess it's left to when these people, you know, when coaches come back from their coaching courses and their CPDs and such like, it's then left perhaps to the people who lead and manage these environments to try and bring all that together somehow into some sort of joined up thinking and to try and shape that across the environment. So there's a there's an element of perhaps consistency and there's an element of, of joined up thinking. Because otherwise you've maybe just got you know, 10, 12, 15 different coaches and people all want to do their own view and philosophy. So I think that can be quite a challenge. And I think sometimes that, that perhaps doesn't get seen in terms of um, managing people's views of football and trying to shape a, a, a philosophy, if you like, or a, an approach to football that fits the club and, and ultimately the coaches, volunteers and all the other staff that work within it. Um, and, and that can be tough, you know, that can be really mm. tough. So I think that's that's certainly one thing. I think... You know, thinking about how we how we do CPD for staff. You know, what what is what what does staff need? How does that fit with our club? What's what's the staff and coaches' view of CPD? Um, is it a tick box thing? Is it meaningful? What do they need? So it's being able to have those conversations with with coaches and and um, and support staff and whoever's in that environment around the help and support they might need. I think within that as well, it's you know. Again, the people who are, are charged with managing, leading, coordinating in, in these environments is re- helping them reflect on, you know, do they help or hinder? You know, I, it, you know, it's it's just having that reflection. Where you know, you talk to some coaches and over the years, and you think, you know, I've, I've heard some coaches say, "Oh, him again." Every time I see him, he's got another job for us to do. I'm trying to help these kids on the pitch, and I'm trying to coach, but every time he comes along, all I've got is another job to do. So it's kind of like it's it's managing that situation and, and helping people understand that managers, leaders, coordinators are there to help. Yeah, you know, it, managing that communication about what what the expectations of the coaches versus versus the manager and the leader. And I think, you know, do we help our frontline staff, if you like, so the coaches, the volunteers, do we help them give the best uh, experience possible to the players? So do we I guess do we support them enough to 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 give the players the best experience, um, and I guess that you know one of the the final things really on just on that sort of point, Gary, is for for you know managers, leaders, again committee members, coordinators, however you want to term it across these football environments, is you know perhaps they've got to role model some of these values and expectations and and and, and behaviours, if you like, and you know rightly or wrongly, but you know people often associate the health, you know, the health of a an environment and the quality of, of an environment with the face and the behaviour of the the person in charge of that environment or the people in charge of that environment. So, you know, that that, is, that itself brings its own challenges and stresses where, you know, these people probably have to be on their A game a lot of the time and have to, you know, be, you know, be seen to be doing the right things all of the time, which perhaps causes them some, some, uh, some anxieties at times. So, yeah, I think, um, there's, as you can see, there's, in terms of what it means to people, and there's, there's, there's a bit to consider there, you know. Absolutely. Any other influences, Mark, have you answered that, which might just impact that whole whole football environment then? 
Yeah, I mean, I think um, there's, you know, there's, there's obviously a range of influences, and I think you know what, what's often well documented. I think, um, you know, again, across across a range of things, and certainly, you know, my own experiences, and you know, listening and listening to other people talk is is, is perhaps that of of, of parents and, and families, and I think, um, you know, it's important that you, you take them with them, with you on the journey. I think. Um, it's important to support and educate. Um, I think if a club and an environment has, um, has perhaps has a clear purpose and understanding about what it stands for and what it's about, it then gives them a firmer grounding to manage expectations and, um, and manage situations. Obviously, football is a very emotional sport anyway, and we all love it. And when you include children into that, um, who are the most important thing to any parent, then obviously em- emotional situations are going to occur and are going to run really high. But, um, you know, measured, clear communication is important. Education and, and reinforcement of positive messages is important in a, in a club to con- you know, continuously do that. Um, you know, I think you know, sometimes a lot of adults, their only experience football perhaps is is on the TV and other adults playing football you know I think we've all heard conversations you know where a, a parent would say something like yeah you know he's like Jack Grealish he likes to drift in my son's like Try Jack Grealish he likes to drift in into spaces and pick up the ball run at defenders and you know curl it past the keeper and, and but the reality reality of that is you know the kid's seven year old he's playing with his mates in the local community club and the other week, he went to school dressed as Harry Potter for comic relief, setting, casting spells on his mates. So it's like, and then you're comparing him to a, a professional adult. So that, and that's just, you know, that's just because sometimes, you know, adults um, view and experience of football is is just through what they consume in the media and what they're seeing on, on Sky Sports. So I guess us as and people working in the football environment who have a, an ear to the ground and a, a closer eye on it, Need to help educate and, and, and manage those expectations and reinforce positive positive behaviours and attitudes. And um, I think there's a few. With that in mind, you know, there's various skills and abilities that sort of have, have come out in some of my research. I think, and in, in, in talking to to managers and in in reading what other colleagues have done um, in terms of skills and abilities that managers, leaders, coordinators in these environments might need. Um, I think, you know, firstly, an, an ability to read situations is quite important, you know, an ability to read situations, environments and people, um, you know, the ability to be like, reflective and, and quite um, to, to be astute and, and to have some astuteness in the, in the environment you're operating in, you know, um, the people in that environment, what are the want from the environment, you know, what's their motivations for being a part of that environment? Um, to be able to to influence people, to engage in work which influences people, and you know you've you know you've got to build alignment, you know, and you've got to get multiple people who perhaps work across a wide range of of uh, areas. You know, if it's perhaps sports science, it's perhaps psychology, it's perhaps um, we've mentioned parents, it's perhaps education, it's perhaps the volunteers, it's safeguarding all of these different people it's it's trying to then 
build some sort of alignment to a, a common way of thinking, which is you feels appropriate for your club and environment. Um, so that ability to communicate across different levels is really important. And as I sort of mentioned, alluded to a bit earlier, the ability to manage yourself. So again, the managers, leaders, coordinators, they're, they're usually the face, probably, you know, by and large, the face of the organization, the face of the environment. And, you know, how do they moderate their behavior and their emotion and, and are they measured and do they demonstrate the behavior in keeping with the environment? So there's a few, I guess, skills and abilities and, and things that managers and leaders perhaps have to have to consider when they're, they're trying to operate in this environment, you know? Yeah, great, Mark. What do you think this means for coach education and support then? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the, the stuff I've talked about there and the stuff I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, it, it's not even about X's and O's. It's not even about, you know, whether you're doing a, a functional practice, a phase of play, or, or it, it's before you get to that stuff. And I think um, some, you know, some coach education and support around perhaps the off-the-pitch stuff and some the ability to have those conversations off the pitch around, you know, helping coaches to reflect on the environment they, are, they operate in and they work in. And how do they engage with different stakeholders and different people internally and externally? Um, you know, how do they work with the performance analysis, the physio, the sport, um, the sports scientist, strength and conditioning coach? How do they work with the parents, the volunteers, the, the safeguarding officers? So, you know, it, it's helping them reflect, not just specifically about their, their planning for their their players, but how they ultimately are effective and, and help the environment that they're in. Um, and perhaps more broadly within that as well, talking about um, the child and the player. So if we think about the, the age group that we coach, what, what, is, what, is their, what are their child development needs? What are the player development needs, you know, away from the pitch at certain ages? You know, obviously we, you know, we know that to be a primary school teacher, you you do your, your, your teacher training in in in, in primary school and, and children of that age, and same with secondary school. So, and they, they, I think obviously they, they have those qualifications in terms of the advanced youth award, which uh, coaches operating in academies can take advantage of. Whether you're operating in a foundation phase or a youth development phase or a or a professional development phase, and I think a lot of that work is tailored to the the age group that you're coaching, and I think more of those types of um, uh, courses co and, and conversations around helping coaches understand the, the, the children that they're coaching and the young people that they coach. I mean, again, if I just think about the university environment, so we think, you know, we think about, well, what does the student need when they come in and they're aged 18? You know, maybe the, and if they've moved away from home and what, what do they need at that moment in their life from, their, their lecturers and the people at university what do they then need in their final year of university when they're 21 you know what what sort of help and support and communication do they need from their lecturers at, at that stage in their life because it'll be very different from when they're 18 so it's just helping it's helping coaches perhaps understand that and it's perhaps helping those environments understand that so the the environment the, perhaps the community club or whatever the environment is as a whole help them understand the children at different stages of their life and, and how the, the coaches who are interacting 
and coaching them at that stage in their life, you know, can really have that positive influence on them because they perhaps know a bit more of the background knowledge about them. So probably that is one of the main things that perhaps sticks out in terms of coach education and support. Yeah, and, and moving on to the coaching philosophy in a football environment, what does that sort of look like? What does that mean? Yeah, I know, and it's it, it that's obviously a big thing in terms of, you know the the nuts and bolts of the coaching and, and what is what does coaching look like uh, and what do we teach at certain points in time and I think again for those managing and leading and coordinating you know they they've got to think about well you know who makes the decisions on it you know who who decides what we do who has an input into it and and who doesn't and and I guess why and why not so if you're thinking about that environment and a joined up purpose and building some alignment then you've got to think about right well how do we piece our coaching work together and, and who has a say and who doesn't and again what are we trying to achieve and you know who who do we who can we draw upon to help us who has some experience of working with this age group for a long time and what are what's their experiences of that and what do they think needs to happen in this age group um so and and then you know again I've I've spoke to some managers as well in the past where you know is it do they just decide what's going to be done and then staff go off and deliver it and again depend on the environment you know depend on whether it's a um, it, it's a, you know a professional um, piece of work that you've just got to get on with and you get paid for doing a job then and sometimes that's what you've got to do but I think just from a, from a starting point the, again the managers leaders coordinators thinking about you know what do we stand for what do we want to to be like in terms of our football and who is going to help input and shape this who needs to contribute to this um and who has good experiences of working with children at different age groups so i think that's always a good starting point so if we're just looking at putting that all together mark overall how do you feel football environments contribute to the development of children and, and adults um hu uh, well huge impact i mean massive i mean i think you know again my own experiences you know it's extremely positive um you know in in terms of developing confidence and, and developing social networks and and in you know being a big part of your life i think whether you know you're a young person or an adult obviously you know there's there's so much positive um aspect to to, to football environments Yes, they can, they can often, you know, depend on the situation, but they can often cause stress and frustration. Like I said, it's, it's emotional, you know, there's emotions there, but hopefully with, you know, some clear management, some clear guidance and an approach which, which has some, some sort of common purpose that can help the environments. And I think it's important that this stuff gets paid attention to, in my opinion, because, you know, the people who whether it's they're getting paid for it or whether they're, they're not getting paid for it, you know, the people who lead, manage, coordinate, cajole and influence people in these environments and other coaches and volunteers and a range of support staff, you know, it, it's it's important to support them and help them and, and work with them because if, if they get that bit right, then the impact that they have on the other staff and the the coaches and the frontline delivery staff, if you want to call them that, then that has can have that can have potential have such a positive impact on all of the players that are then part of that environment as well. So I think if we get the kind of the management leadership, 
support and, and you know, not make that feel a lonely place and, and not make that feel a place which, you know, it's only people telling us what to do and giving us jobs to do. If we, if we make that, that type of role a one which is um, supported and helped, then I think the impact that can have on on the club as a whole in terms of the, you know, the end outcome of, of helping young players enjoy themselves and develop, I think that will really, um, really help that process, you know. Absolutely. Mark, thanks yeah. so much for sharing uh, that your knowledge with us today. Um, and thank you to everyone for, for listening. Cheers, Gary.